Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. It's KISW right now. I'm talking with a guy who's kind of a hometown. I, I mean, he's a living legend to me, man. He's making it work. He's... Today, his band just got announced that they're going to be playing with Slayer, with Pantera, with Motley <laughs> with uh, freaking Iron Maiden at the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento. Um, but hey, our specific stage, I got to say, we're playing with Body Count. I'm sorry to intro- interrupt yeah. the intro, but Body Count, come on. That is amazing. Say what's up to Ice-T for us, man. Uh, we're talking with Ian Shelton and his band Military Gun is going to be playing Saturday, March 9th at Numos with Pool Kids, Spiritual Cramp, and Roman Candle. Ian, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Dude, thank you for having me. All these years later, going on dead air, and now, yes. now on... Now on KSW, I'm assuming this is loud and local, right? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, we're just yeah. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, which would you prefer? You know, because obviously, military guns not really metal for metal. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm down for whatever you're thinking. I mean, we're down to piss people off no matter where we go. I mean, the big thing is, is uh, we don't really fit anywhere. Clearly, we're not a metal band. Playing with some metal bands coming up, obviously, but uh, you know, we're in a weird spot. We're weird. Weird band, which I think you've observed a lot of years of me being too much A, too much B, and not completely fitting in and ever really at any point. You know, Numos, it's it's not the Aftershock Festival, but I know that specifically this is a big one for you. Uh, so, Ian, why is why is headlining Numos a, a big deal for you? Dude, I never thought that I would be able to do something like headline Numos. We, I used to play Rainfest, um, you know, the hardcore uh, festival that used to happen and it was the marquee thing of every year it was the most important weekend of the year every year and uh you know you kind of planned your entire life around that and it, the final couple of years were at numos and i never thought that I literally the last year i was like wow i should really take this in i, I don't i'll never be back here on this stage ever again <laughs> And so to come back and headline is is just like a completely surreal and psychotic experience. During the pandemic, we actually chatted. Um, we had a like a Zoom at home kind of session where we chatted. And that was around the time that you were, I think, focused on Regional Justice Center because I, I went back and listened. I don't think Military Gun was a thing yet, or at least not really. 
Is that it might not have been in the public eye yet. It definitely was. I mean, from the jump of the pandemic, it was. I mean, the band started the very first day of the pandemic. It was the day that the entirety of our schedule was canceled. I decided to start this band, oh. and so yeah. So that was kind of the the uh, you know it was the all-consuming force. I wasn't necessarily talking about it publicly because I was developing it. So I don't know exactly where we were, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was, it was pretty much the entirety of the pandemic. I just worked on this band and, uh, and just kept, it, you know, it was my life force at the time. Cause I just was obsessed with trying to figure out what this band could or should be. What were you kind of like, are you kind of like the, uh, you know, the wizard of the wizard of Oz behind the scenes, like just like crafting this Is this kind of like your baby. Yeah, I mean, it started as just me. I mean, me and Steph from RJC wrote one song together. She sang half of it. Mm -hmm. And then I dropped her off at the airport and I went immediately back to the practice space and wrote and demoed a second song. And then I came back the next day and did a third and then a fourth the next day. And so it was like, it was the only thing I was doing for a long period of time. And that's how we ended up. uh, Before we ever played a show, we wrote three records. Wow. <laughs> and and one of those be, the one of those records being Life Under the Gun the record that we're currently touring on. All of this momentum was built before we ever played a show. We wrote the song Do It Faster before we ever played a show. It was fully demoed. The record was fully demoed and we were listening to it on our first tours and we just sat on it uh waiting to like get the support and kind of have the right opportunities that felt yeah. like these songs deserved. Interesting. Wow. So it was like fully developed in your mind, but you were just like waiting to get the you know platform to really kind of let the songs, you know, shine and stuff. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was like, we knew we needed to be signed. We knew that um, more or less we had to figure out how we could get this out to more people than we knew. I think that a huge part of um, people's thing that they mess up is they rush songs out. They're like, let's drop songs to go on a tour, but it's like, no, you should tour and build your songs up and then release songs. Cause then there's more fans there to hear those songs. So we, you know, we did like four or five full U S tours before we dropped, do it faster. And that was very intentional. Wow. Uh, and now you're on a label with ghost. I mean, you know, just n- notably one of the bigger artists, uh, Denzel Curry, formerly Marilyn Manson. Uh, Loma Vista is the name of the label. Uh, people might not be familiar, but it's, it's a major label that has sort of, uh, a, a kind of like a more independent spirit. It seems like, is it, am, am I correct in that? Well, it's not technically a major cause the majors are like, there's only three majors left technically, I believe. Like, um, and Sony, or- I think it's, it's like universal Sony and Warner's maybe, but I don't know who's in bed with each other at anymore. Cause they all have bought each other at some point, which technically Loma Vista is not a part of that chain, but like has all of the resources of the, a lot of the majors and, and kind of has a old school major mentality. So I, I, you know, it's splitting hairs really in the modern day, but as far as the concept of majors, there's only three left. So, but, but uh, I mean, y- your label mates with some interesting artists. Um, do, do you ever see yourself doing like, you know, a tour with ghost? You ever, see, <laughs> could that happen? Is that in the, in the books possibility? I mean, I'm sure. Sh- 
I'm very positive Loma would rally for any possibility that could make sense. Uh, and there's definitely been a lot of things such as us doing a song with Manchester Orchestra um, that have come to fruition through the label. But, um, you know, it's always about what makes sense. Uh, I would love to tour with Ghost because I really do love Ghost. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I think that their fans would probably boo us off the stage unless you put some wacky makeup on. You never know. You know yeah, yeah. I I, I, I could come up with a whole shtick for that tour, maybe. I like the music, but it, it sometimes seems like you have to be kind of a gimmick band to go along with. You know. Anyways, we're not going to get. Well, any- you have to wait. I I will say this about Ghost. It's about putting on a show. They sell tickets because they put on a show. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's it not not every aspect of being a band is necessarily about the songs. It's about how much do you entertain somebody. You know, like you're not watching a Netflix show thinking about how great the the, the audio is. You're you're just entertained. And that band like Ghost, where they're putting on a front to back package. You know, like that's why that's so big. Is it's entertaining in every way. So I love Ghost. I, I just gotta I gotta cape up for Ghost occasionally. You know. Absolutely, dude. I love Ghost too. I, I remember seeing them at El Corazon opening for Enslaved in 2010, and now they're touring. You know, and and you're totally right. Like for for instance, like a band like Amon Marth, there's like a thousand melodic death metal bands, but I want to see Amon Marth because they bring out the Viking ship because they bring out you know they have fun with it. They have the total show. You know, it's 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 when it when it comes out to. You know, when you're on that scale, it's about the pageantry. It's about the, um, you know, the whole rock and roll spectacle of it. Anyways, um, so you specifically, and, and this ties into Loud and Local, you come from, you know, the the Northwest hardcore scene, and you're originally from Enumclaw, correct? Or no, yes. from California? or uh, I, I moved to Enumclaw when I was 12. So most of my formative years were in Enumclaw. And uh, you were in like super heavy bands. Uh, yeah, I mean, most notably, like I said, Regional Justice Center. You were in a band called Bully, shout out. Uh, and uh, Seattle's New Gods. Is Military Gun the most like melodic and kind of like, you know, commercially accessible kind of style band, would you say? I'm, I mean, I would view it almost as a continuation of New Gods in a lot of way, where New Gods more or less a grunge band where you know it was very is more melodic guitarist but but less melodic vocals and i've always been very inspired by what we did with that band and feel like we didn't do what we should have done and so you know starting this band it was a very big inspiration to be like oh you know that i used to play in this other band and and it just seemed like there's a lot of untapped potential but uh, definitely the most melodic. I mean, I also played in a band called Self Defense Family, which, like, again, maybe more melodic on the guitar front, but not as melodic on the vocal front. And that was a huge gap I saw in a lot of the projects where it was like, we make cool music, but then, like, it doesn't get taken all the way vocally. And so this was me pushing myself to figure out how to write a great vocal melody and, like, figure out how to make a great song front to back. That wasn't like, Oh, now we made great guitar parts. Let's just put any vocals over it. You know, did you take voice lessons like professionally? I, I have since, uh, the writing of the LP all happened before I ever took any voice lessons. But when it came down to figuring out how to not to blow my voice, I ended up having to 
employ some help because I, I was honestly at one point blowing my voice way too often and, and it was humiliating. And so it was, uh, it was about trying to figure out how to elevate the live show uh, to being what we needed to be, to be the band we want to be. With hardcore, you can always put the microphone in someone else's faces, right? But with like the style of music you play, it's you got to be singing most of the stuff, right? Because you, you kind of well, we're we're lucky right now because we still do have the hardcore energy at our yep. shows. We have noticed that our, our our fan base is not really a hardcore fan base, but they've seen they've seen the videos, you know. So they're like, I have a control where I'm like, if you can't sing it better than me. I'm not, you're not saying it into the microphone. Come on. Fair enough. Uh, And so I I go, I go above people's heads, but I I don't ever like let people, because when they do it, it's usually horrifying, whatever sound they make. I remember, uh, I remember doing a sing along during like a, that band stop at nothing with floppy Matt. I did a sing along and I did like power metal vocals and he was like, (laughs) come back. Uh, I'm a huge wrestling fan. You guys, it was just announced that Post Malone did the soundtrack for WWE 2K24 and Military Guns on it, man. So tell me a little bit about how things got here. And honestly, I think like that's a good look for because like video game, my friend's band Avoid, uh, they're, you know, like a pretty popular band, but they got a really big bump when they got put on a NASCAR soundtrack. And, you know, a lot of people that might not necessarily get into that music or they're just video gamers and they hear it and they're like, Oh, this is sick. So you kind of get like an, a captive audience when they're playing the video game. So how did this happen, man? I mean, we, there's this kind of infamous video at this point of post Malone and I drunkenly singing, do it faster together in uh, Amsterdam. But uh, it's like, I don't know. It's a very weird thing. Sinks are a very weird thing. And, you know, at some point, you know, it goes two ways where people who engage with it constantly eventually get annoyed. It like goes from excitement to annoyance. And so you kind of embrace that as part of the process of like, oh, okay, our YouTube comments go from like, we were in the NHL video game. So it's like, oh, NHL, NHL, NHL. And then we do a talk about commercial and it's all talk about, talk about, talk about. And then now we're WWE. So it's like, oh, WWE. And so you're like, you embrace the cycles of it. And with that comes also a ton of haters. And so you're like, you know, well, we've been exposed to tons of people who wouldn't hear the song in any other way. So that's exciting. But then you also have to deal with the annoyance of like, oh, and there's tons of people who are just mad at us for existing and that I've never wronged, but uh, but who feel as though I've wronged them by creating this song. Uh, and so it's just a very weird dynamic really worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I mean, but, I mean, so appreciative. It puts us in front of so many eyes and ears and like, you know, it's amazing to just be like forced upon so many people yeah. and and make them react that's like my ultimate punk gene is being like damn we've pissed off so many people by just existing i mean the the talk about commercial to and and relating to wrestling i was watching wrestling and they had a commercial for taco bell and you you come on and i, and I think i messaged you on facebook like dude it was awesome so like you know how did how did that come about? Was that um, like Taco Bell reaching out to some uh, bands? Like I know Scowl did that too. And and then also part of that question: Do you get lifelong Taco Bell? So that was it's funny for us because we actually that was our second Taco Bell commercial. Okay, we, and not a lot of people know that we, the song "Pressure Cooker" we did was in a Taco Bell commercial before, but it wasn't on football games, so okay. people didn't really take notice i think twitch streamers were the most annoyed by that one <laughs> sure um but i mean it's this type of thing where taco bell is a very grassroots situation like their team is is very tapped into what's happening and they're one of the very few brands that is taking the chance on new artists like if you think about every other brand if they're partnering with somebody it's travis scott Lizzo, whatever the whatever it is, yeah. it's the biggest artist in the world. When Taco Bell does something, it's a relatively small artist like ourselves, like High Viz, like it, it. It's not the biggest artist in the world, and so because of that, like it also, you know, can create some level of animosity where it's like, why did this band get this? Because not an opportunity regularly afforded to smaller artists. So it's a very, very cool thing that they're doing over there. And, and, and with that, yes. I don't know if it's lifelong, but I currently have unlimited yes. Taco Bell. That's amazing. Okay. It, it kind of reminds me of, you know, like there were so many haters back in the day of like, uh, do you remember when Scion would put on these metal festivals? Oh, yeah. I bought the Magruder Grind, uh, or I, I got it for free, the Magruder Grind, uh, scion 12 inch i love that and i remember like zavalba was played like a um southern lord put on put on one of the the festivals and and they you know got to play with like winter and 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 chromags it was like very obviously someone in their department like was a metalhead or you know into the underground music and like for those big corporations, it's like such a small amount of money to to be able to play with, but it means a lot to you know people that like like you and and people like that are in underground music to have a little bit of support like that. It it can be a game changer. 
Well, it can all, it's also funny because ultimately it's a way better marketing tactic because a smaller band, uh, is more surprising. And if they have any sort of following that following goes, what the heck, you know? And like (laughs) our, our, we had the exact, there's our edit of the commercial had a green day version and a military gun version. And guess what version got tweeted about more? You know what I'm saying? Like, like green day is just an established artist and therefore it's it's unsurprising. You know, it's like, oh yeah, clearly Green Day would have a talkable ad. But when Military Gun does it, it goes, people are going, what the heck? Like, I I can't believe this. And so it's a smart move on there because it gets more engagement and and like, you know, ultimately a huge part of that is makes more people mad, which is hilarious. So, you know, coming from the, you know, hardcore music underground, um, this style of music that you play now is is maybe post hardcore, I I would say. I don't even know, like melodic. I mean, I just I just think we're a pop rock band, but we have roots in hardcore. So therefore, you know, we get all sorts of weird comparisons. Like, but if you listen to the song, if you didn't know we're from hardcore, I feel like you just say that like, oh, yeah, it's a rock song. Uh, do you so you said that you've noticed um, recently that a lot of your audience just aren't, you know, hardcore kids or whatever. They're just fans of, you know, military gun. Is that something you've been noticing on this tour specifically? Oh, yeah. I mean, watching the change in the audience has been crazy every night. You know, during one of the songs, we have a bridge and we we make it longer. And I and I ask the start of it, I say, who's first military gun show is it? And at least half of the crowd is raising their hand. Off. Which is crazy because we've played so many packed out shows in the past. So to be like, wow, all of these new people are here and there's clearly old people as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been it's been really interesting to observe the, the kind of changing of the guard, which I think happens with basically any band as they get bigger. But you're like, it's just it's, it's very weird to observe. That's awesome. Man. I mean, you're reaching new audiences and and. You know, you know, you're the casual listener might, you know, be open up to a whole new world of stuff. We, you're, you you brought some awesome bands on tour with you, especially like Roman Candle. Like, that's a really interesting band uh, and also Spiritual Cramp, you know. So um, did you guys specifically choose these bands to, to tour with you? Yeah, we, we wanted to make a tour lineup that kind of spoke to the different brains of of every audience member that we see where we're like, it's like the culmination of all the ideas of what military gun is. We're like Roman candle is a hardcore band mm-hmm. and spiritual cramp is a rock band and pool kids is an emo band. And I think if you were to kind of dissect what our sound is, it kind of lies somewhat evenly between those three concepts and genres. And so we wanted to make a lineup that was, speaking to what we felt like was like the totality of our audience and not like just some, you know, like, Oh, these are the coolest bands or these are the whatever, you know, like the most hype bands. We, we wanted to make a a thing that really spoke to what we felt our, our audience was. And, and that's, that's how we ended up at these bands. And the great thing about this tour is we only asked these bands. We did not get any no's. These are the, these are, this is the, the first, this is the starting lineup that we wanted. That's awesome, man. Do you think that uh, any of your family members are going to be coming out to this show since you're going to be back in, in, in Seattle? Oh, yeah. Going to be tons of family at the show. They're, you'll know them because they're the kind of Trumpy weirdos at the show. But <laughs> that, that, you know, coming from Enumclaw, I don't think there's too many other options. Fair enough, man. Um, so, you know, this is probably such a 
a passe question for you because you dealt with probably so much press over the last few years. But, you know, I'm just curious because you've seen, you, you know, you were a part of, you know, you kind of grew up in, in hardcore music. You, I, I think you start on drums, right? Yeah. I uh, started on bass originally, but as far as like what I think people knew me as was a drummer. Yeah. So you, you know, you, you were in underground music through what you, you would call like the lean years. You know, I remember Zabalba playing your garage to like 20 people. Um, or like 10 people. Um, but now obviously at this like meteoric like level of, of underground music and like hardcore and what they would call adjacent genres. Right. So, um, you know, what's it like being out there and seeing this, uh, you know, this kind of wave of, of music and what do you credit for the rise of it within the last few years? I think I credit mainly the idea that hardcore went away during the pandemic because it was no longer about going and sharing in a live kinetic experience of, of, of human bodies hitting each other. And instead it became about like, what can I listen to in my house? Because for the foreseeable future, I don't see me being in a public gathering where I can feel others energy and, and bodies and, and, and you know like i think that it, it ended up being about songwriting and it ended up about being a elevating yeah. what anyone wants to do whether or not that has much to do with hardcore or not i think that that's ultimately why we're seeing this thriving period is that for a period of time everyone who i think really cared to take themselves further uh wrote the best record they could because they had the most time to write a great record where usually you'd be focused on getting it out so you could tour or, or whatever else. And like, I mean, obviously we're all living in the wake of turnstiles glow on. Sure. And, uh, and that was because turnstile wrote glow on, you know, like that is an amazing record. And, and that is why we are everything we do as a subculture now as compared to that moment is because they wrote the best record. And, um, and I think it'd be foolish to try to, 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 to get away from that. Um, and we, we all benefit from it. So, uh, I just think that everyone, yeah, just chose to write better songs and it wasn't about traditionalism. It was about shaking traditionalism. I think if everything is swinging back the other direction now, as it should, you know, I think that the new generation of hardcore kids is going to be like, Oh, that, thing that military gun does is lame and is going to be doing their own thing now. Well, I mean, it's but. also interesting that, you know, there's the, you know, melodic side of things, but then, you know, you go and there's so many bands that are like straight up beat down or like, you know, death metal influenced beat down. And so it's just like, it's very different paradigm to totally two different like things, but I think it all lives within this like interesting world. So, I don't know. We could talk. We can wax nostalgic. We could talk about all this cool stuff going down in in the the current days. Um, I'm stoked to see you guys again. Uh, it is going down Saturday, March 9th at Numos. Uh, Pool Kids, Spiritual Cramp, Roman Candle, and the band uh, I'm talking to right now, Military Gun. I've got two more questions for you, bro. Uh, this is a Northwest focused show. Favorite Northwest bands of all time. Stop at nothing. Okay, nice. All right. I, I would have to go stop at nothing and sidetracked. That those are my two favorite. Uh relatively obscure in the modern day, but I would truly be nowhere without the Northwest Hardcore. NWHardcore.com used to be a thing for people that don't know. Kevin knows. 
I used to see his screen name, Kevin Deers, on the board all the time. But uh, there was a, a page on, on a website, and it was just slash demos. And I downloaded every band, Owen Hart. Um, uh, there was a band Oli was in, I forget, uh, Ordeal. Uh, like, Eric. it was it was everything. Uh, and Stop at Nothing was the band that spoke to me. It was high-pitched vocals, super energetic, like, very in your face and sidetracked was a blast beat hardcore power violence band that's still around to this day still making amazing songs and without those two bands you know like sidetracked played the first show i ever booked and uh stop at nothing like i never got to see stop at nothing i don't even think but um you know i don't know it was it was without those bands i i just don't think that i i would have found the energy of local music sunset writers as yeah. well i mean i just am tied to the to a generation really uh and and it's very nostalgic but um but yeah those bands like coming up were just super super important to me and i was super focused on uh local music like it wasn't about the biggest hardcore bands in the world it was about the biggest i thought they were the biggest bands in the world like when i booked sidetracked i was like holy like probably like, 400 people are going to show up to this. And then like 50 people showed up and I was like, Whoa, this is amazing. But I was like, I, you know, I didn't have the scope of the world. I was like, I tried to put out vinyl. Therefore they're huge. I could talk to you for, for a long time. I know you're, you're busy out there. You guys got a show to play. Uh, you're down in Sacramento right now. No, we're in Salt Lake city, Salt Lake city, Salt Lake city. So you're heading, uh, heading West. You're going to be playing, uh, Seattle again, uh, Saturday, March 9th at Numos. All right, man. Congratulations on everything, man. We'll see you on the 9th here in Seattle. Military gun. They welcome them back, man, with their homecoming show. Take it easy, Ian. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 